Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Well, good morning. The series title you can see uh, probably might be up there. That God intends for his will to be done through your life. God intends for his will to be done through your life. And in order to uh, really, really not falter, not fall, not stumble, as he's working through that, what we need to do is make sure we have a firm foundation in that God desires to bless you abundantly. So that was the, the message that we talked about, the first message, the second message, which was Sunday before last. Uh, we added some things to it, and we said, that how can we really make sure that we receive God's abundant blessings? So the title of the message today is Positioning, Positioning Yourself for God's Abundant Blessing. And when you position yourself, you can think of all these sorts of word pictures in positioning yourself. Uh, you can think of maybe track uh, people. Uh, you've seen uh, people on, on, on a track and they might run the 100-yard, 100-meter uh, dash. Uh, it used to be a 100-yard dash when I was in school, but um, they might run a 220, 440, whatever, relays. They get in a stance. They, they, they don't uh, just stand straight up and take off because they're not going to win that way. You've got to be in position. And on that picture there, you see uh, them getting in position. They're positioning themselves for, for really uh, taking off and taking off really fast because they only have 100 meters to go. And, and, and uh, usually the one who has the best start uh, usually has an advantage. So you have to position yourself. You can think of baseball. You can think of a catcher. A catcher has to position himself so that he can receive the pitches that uh, are thrown by the pitcher because sometimes the, 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 the ball hits the dirt. Sometimes the, the ball is thrown a little uh, off to the right, to the left, and he has to be able to move, so you have to position yourself. That's what we are talking about uh, today, and we started that message on uh, part two, two weeks ago. Now, the first uh, thing that we said we wanted to do to position yourself, we said that you need to keep yourself pure. Keep yourself pure. We, we are studying from Daniel. Uh, let's, go to, let's go to Daniel. That, that was our main text. It's going to be our main text. We'll go to other scriptures. But this is our main text. We were using the book of Daniel and said that Daniel was a man of God. Daniel, he was blessed abundantly by God. So if he was blessed abundantly, what did he do? How did he position himself to receive God's abundant blessing? How did he do that? And we said the first thing was in verse 8 of chapter 1. But Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he had, he, he had drank, uh, which he drank. And so he sought permission from the overseer that, hey, look, don't, um, we don't want to drink this wine. We don't want to eat this uh, choice food. Uh, just give us vegetables and water. And, and, and the overseer said, no, no, we can't do that because 
if we do that, uh, the king's going to see that you're puny looking, and, and then he, he's going to have my head. And he said, look, just give me 10 days. Just give us 10 days, and if we, if we look uh, worse than everybody else, then forget the whole matter. And within 10 days, they looked healthier and looked better than the others did. Uh, so he kept giving them vegetables and water. Now, we said that how can we relate to this because we can eat anything we want, uh, even though some things are not expedient for us to eat a lot of. But we said that how can we apply this? So we went to Matthew. And in Matthew chapter uh, 15, verse 11, and we, we said that, that the word of God was talking about what goes into the mouth does not defile a person, but what really comes out of the mouth defiles a person. And in verse 18, 19, it was telling us there that uh, what we want to do is realize that what comes out of the mouth, really, it comes from the heart. Because what goes in the mouth goes into the stomach, and it is eliminated. But what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. And so the scripture told us that uh, in Matthew, that out of the heart comes evil thoughts. It comes uh, adulterous, fornication, uh, uh, stealing, uh, false witnessing. All those type of things come from the heart. So we said that that's what we want to do is make sure our heart is pure. So we say keep yourself pure. Now, I want to say for like myself and to share with you is that I want the Holy Spirit to purify my heart more than it is now. You see, Daniel said he determined he was not going to be defiled by the, by the choice food. We can determine in ourselves that we are not going to remain like we are. Because when we came into Christianity, we had to uh, come in and start uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to do a work in our lives. And so my heart is not like I want my heart to be. We talked about that. So we have to yield to the Holy Spirit's work to purify our heart. That was number one. Now, what God wanted me to do is before I went to number two is to expand a little bit on that because that is what one of the most important, most important areas of our lives. And if we miss that, if we, if we don't understand that, like Paul said to the church at Colossae, he said that he wants us to be filled with the knowledge of his will. That's what he wants us to be. Filled with the knowledge of God's will. And he wants us to have all spiritual wisdom and spiritual understanding. So I want to have some understanding of what God means by what he says because if I don't have the full wisdom and understanding of what he's saying, I'm not going to take it really that serious. Even though I know it's serious, I'll just pass over this thing. Because we have passed over many things in the past, haven't we? We have passed over many things. Uh, because if we haven't, we would have already arrived, and we'll be that perfect person that everybody can say, I want to be like them because they are perfect. They are complete. They have arrived. And I, don't, I haven't arrived. And, and so I, I, need, I need help. Let's look at something that he said in Isaiah chapter 3. Let's go there. In Isaiah chapter 3, 
it was very interesting because verse 8, <laughs> it says something that my wife gave me the scripture, and I said, oh, my goodness gracious, that is it. Oh, that's it right there. That's exactly what I was talking about. Now, we know Isaiah is talking to Judah. He's, he's talking to Jerusalem. He's talking to the tribe there. He says, for Jerusalem has stumbled and Judah has fallen because, because their speech and their actions are against the Lord to rebel against his glorious presence. Now, let me ask you, as you turn into Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, let me ask you a question. Is the Lord present in your life? Is he really present in your life? Yeah, I, he sh if, you're, if you're born again, he is, because you have the Holy Spirit in you. He is God, is that correct? So, therefore, you have his presence with you. You have his anointing with you. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, it says, Let no unwholesome, and that word unwholesome means rotten. You know how something stays in the refrigerator too long and it gets green stuff on it, you know, because you forgot it, was, it fell over the back or something. Uh, Putrid, you know, it's just, it's just terrible. Uh, filter. That's what unwholesome means. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such as is good for edification. Accord, that's building up. According to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Then it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. I believe that we can, we, we can grieve the Holy Spirit not a lot of time about what we don't do or, or, or things like this. It's just our words. Our words. Because whether we know it or not, our words are spiritual. They are spiritual. And when you speak things in the, in the, in the air, you're speaking things that's going to do something. Because we are spiritual beings. Even though we have a natural body, we're spiritual beings because we're born again. We're born of the Spirit. So if Jesus could speak and things happen, why can't we speak and things happen? So God wants us to start cleaning up our speech because he said that, Jerusalem, Judah, you, you, you are going to captivity. You, you're going, uh, not doing too well because of your speech. And because of your actions. I think we think a lot of times about our actions, but we don't think a lot of time about our speech. And we alluded to that last week. Then it says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor be, and slander be put away from you. See, it's still talking about words. Because when you get angry, you, angry, what do you do? You say something. You say something. If you're bitter, you say something. It says, be kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be tenderhearted, kind to one another. And that, that's, that's in our speech also. I said, God, this is good. This is good. Now, 
give us some examples that you want me to share. And so let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 1. Let's go there. And in Deuteronomy chapter 1, you, 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 you know, the, know the account very, very, very well. This is when the children of Israel, they are supposed to be going over into the promised land. And let's start in verse 19. Deuteronomy 1, 19. Now it says, Then we set out from Hor and, and went through all that great and terrible wilderness which you saw on the way to the hill country of the Emirates, just as the Lord our God had commanded us, and we came to Kadesh Barnea. I said to you, you have come to the hill country of the Emirates, which the Lord our God is about to give us. See, the Lord your God has placed the land before you. Go up and take possession as the Lord, the God of our fathers, has spoken to you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Then all of you approached me and said, Let us send men before us that they may search out the land for us and bring back to us word of the way by which we should go and the cities which we shall enter. Now, they are asking that. We have, we have to picture this now. They are asking this because they are afraid. They are asking this because they don't trust God. Now, why would they say, send somebody up so we can see which way we're supposed to go? God had already led them by day by what? Cloud. By night by what? Fire. Why would they ask now? We need to find out where we're supposed to go. What city are we supposed to go to first? Come on. No, that's not, that's not really what you really want. What you really want is to, uh, you, you're getting out of the spirit now into the natural you're afraid. But God gave them that uh, to do. Okay, Moses. I'm sure Moses sought the Lord on that. Uh, okay, let them go. Now, let's go over to verse 30. It says, The Lord your God who goes before you will himself fight on your behalf just as he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. And I, and in the wilderness, well, you saw how the Lord your God carried you just as a man carries his son in all the way which you have walked until you came to this place. But for all this, you did not trust the Lord your God. You see, you see well, they didn't trust him. Look at verse 34. Then the Lord heard the sound of your words. It's very important now what you say. The Lord heard the sound of your words, and he was angry and took an oath, saying, Not one of these men, this evil generation, shall see the good land which I swore to give you, your father, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and uh, talking about, uh, um, Joshua and Caleb, because he has followed the Lord fully, fully. Let's go over to Numbers uh, chapter 14. Let's go there. 
he followed the Lord fully. I want you to be, and me, to be like a Joshua and a Caleb. Uh, and if you're a female, you can be uh, Calebette. You can be. <laughs> I want us to be tough. I want us to be strong in the Lord, in the strength of his strength. That's what I want. I, I don't want us to be weaklings in the spirit realm. When God is, is telling us to do something and has told us, I'm going to do this in your life. I'm going to do this. And then we start questioning him and start, well, well if you're going to do this, well, let me throw out a fleece over here. Left. Okay, oh, I see. Let me throw out another one over here. We need to hear God's voice, and we need to do what God says. And when things get tough and rough, that's when you need to stay put, and you need to do what God has already said. You see what I'm saying? See, they didn't want to stay put. They didn't want to do what God has said to do. He said, I'm going to take you uh, uh, this way. And he has shown all these miracles in Egypt. He, he, he'd, he'd already shown them all these miracles on their way. And then they get here, and you're going to still doubt the Lord? What has the Lord done in your life? Think about it. What has the Lord done in your life? If you got this far, he's done miracles. Right. I don't care who you are. If you got this for, it's a miracle because Satan wants to wipe you out. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's not interested in nobody doing anything for the Lord. In Numbers 14, verse 1, it says, Then all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. Why did they do that? They did that. Because God says, I want you to send one leader per tribe. One leader per tribe. So how many went? Twelve. So twelve men went up. I want you to go up and I want you to search out the land and bring back a report. That's what the congregation wants. They want a report. They don't trust me. They want a report. They brought back a report. Oh, the land is... Flowing with milk and honey, just like the Lord said it is. All the fruit is, is, is really good. We had to bring back this cluster of grapes on, on, a, on, a, on a stick between two people because it's so big. Oh, it's a, so, it's a good land. Nevertheless, or but, the cities are, are high-walled. The people are, are large. They are strong. And in, in our sight, we were like grasshoppers to them. And in their sight also. They are stronger than we are. We're not going to be able to defeat them. What kind of talk is that? From somebody who God has already done miracles in their life. It's a miracle when his Pharaoh and his army coming against you and God uh, uh, puts a... Uh, 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 cloud between you and them, and they can't even see you, they can't get to you, and he opens up a sea for you so you can go over on dry ground. Then when they come over to follow you, he, he turns the water back loose, they drown, and you 
with your tambourines with Miriam, and you dancing, and you got your happy feet on now. And then when, when, <laughs> then when, when, when you're hungry, now you're complaining again. When you're thirsty, you're complaining again. When things don't go your way, you're complaining again. I'm going to take you always to the brink of what you don't want to make sure you trust me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't he doing that in our lives? Has he done that in our lives? Yeah. And he took them all the time. He, 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 didn't, he didn't say, well, you're not hungry yet, so I'm, I'm going to tell you what we're going to have for lunch. No, no, no. Uh-uh. He's going to he, let them go right up to their hungry and see what they're going to say. What, he, what they're going to what? Say. What are you going to say when things are not going well in your life? What are you going to say? Because what you're going to say is very important. This is what it says. All of you, in verse 2, all of the sons of Israel grumbled, grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said, said to them, would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in this wilderness. Do you know your words are spiritual? Do you know what you are saying? Have we ever said things that we surely didn't want to come to pass, but we were in a situation where we got mad, we got angry. It can be at the Lord, it can be at somebody else. We say something, we say something, and when you speak out into the air, you're not, your words don't just poof, fall to the ground. They're spiritual words. They do something. They're heard in the spirit realm. God hears them. Satan hears them. Oh, the demons hear them. The angels hear them. They're heard. Listen to what it says. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land? To fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become plunder. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let us appoint a leader and return to Egypt. How many times? Return, they were in Egypt in bondage crying out to the Lord for freedom. Now they want to return to Egypt. They didn't really want to return. You think they really want to return? They were thinking, it must be, at least I knew I was going to get something to eat. Right? At least I knew what was going to happen. They were going to beat me and make me work when I didn't want to work. We'll kill over and die. They'll drag us out of the way. They don't care about us. But at least we knew what was going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen here. Do you know what's going to happen with God? No. no. Other than the word of God, you don't know. But you know he loves you. You know he wants to bless you abundantly. And if you don't have that in you, suppose they had that as a foundation. God wants to bless us abundantly. Two people had it. Joshua. They did. They had it. They had it. 
That means anybody who belonged to them had it. So, as the leader goes, so as those who follow. Isn't it right with Daniel? Who followed Daniel? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, didn't it? As the leader goes, so everybody else goes if you follow. My goodness. This is so good. I said, God, we need to understand this because if we don't understand this, we're going to keep saying things that we shouldn't say. Look at verse 6. Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, of those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. Now Moses and Aaron had fell on their faces before, before God. They knew, they knew something was going to happen here. Talk like that. And they spoke to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord is pleased with us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, the land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. Do not fear the people of the land, for they shall be our prey. Their protection has been removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. But what did the congregation do? You see, what, what happens is that um, we had 12 leaders. Those 12 leaders went back and started giving an evil report. And so you have two people saying, no, 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 don't believe them, believe us. Is do not give evil reports to the Lord's congregation, okay? Because it affects people. And if people get that negative, grumbling attitude, what will happen is that they are speaking things in the air which they shouldn't speak, and that is not pleasing to the Holy Spirit. It grieves the Holy Spirit. Then in verse 11, the Lord said to Moses, How long will this people spurn me? They were grumbling against Moses and Aaron. But God says they, 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 are, they are coming against me. And how long will they not believe me? God wants trust. He wants to have faith in him, despite all the signs which I have performed in their midst. Recount all the things God has done for you. Recount women with children. Recount that you could have died during childbirth, but you didn't. Who do you think kept you during childbirth, those, those who have children? That's right. If it weren't for him, you wouldn't be here. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, a, a terrible thing, they tell me, of birthing a baby. I couldn't picture it. And some people want to be in a room with them. I don't want to be in no room, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah. A beast on me when I was cutting grass, and, and I said, Oh, Minerva, I got stung twice, four times, two on my arm, two on my neck. Oh, man, it hurt. I mean, it hurt. 
I went to bed early, man. I was hurting. <laughs> really? I did. Boy. And the birth of a child? You know, just kill me. <laughs> man, come on. God has done miracles in all of our lives. And what happened is that, let's look over in verse 31. Uh, listen to what he says. He says, your children, however, and he's already told them, you're not going to go into the land. Everybody who's 20 and above, you're not going in. You're going to die in the wilderness. Those 19 and below, they're going to go in. Listen to what it says, verse 31. Your children, however, whom you said, and who's talking? God. Did God hear what they said? Absolutely. Your children, however, whom you said would become prey, I will bring them in, and they shall know the land which you have rejected. Now, are we rejecting some of God's abundance that he has for us? Because of our words, I'm trying to position us to receive God's abundance. That's all I'm trying to do, position you. And I believe that all of us need to clean up our mouths. And you can't clean up your mouth unless you clean up what, 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 what comes out of the mouth, which is from the what? Heart. You can't clean up the mouth unless you clean up the heart. You can't clean up the heart unless the Holy Spirit is in working you and do this thing, because anybody knows. I don't care if you're an uh, athlete. I don't care if you're a musician. I don't care who you are, a teacher. When you are taught something, you have to practice it in order to get good at it. Is that right, Don? You didn't just wake up one day and say, I think I'll play the keyboard. No. Uh-uh. No. No, you didn't wake up one day and say, I think I'll play the violin. You didn't do that, did you? No. It takes work. It takes practice in anything to get good at it. It takes practice with allowing the Holy Spirit to clean up our hearts. And we hear the word, oh, that's good. But it will never become really Walked out unless you practice it. You're going to have to practice it. You're going to have to uh, listen to what you say and say, Holy Spirit, if I say anything that's not in here, then you bring it to my attention so I can repent immediately. I don't want stuff to come out of my mouth. You know, and, and we, before last we talked about, you know, you had to, Get your thought life together, too, because your thought life, you're going to think it before you say it. Okay? You said that. I'm telling you, it's important. It is important. Number two. Number one was we need to stay pure, right? Okay? Allow the Holy Spirit to pure. Number two, let's go back to Daniel, chapter 1. We're in verse 8. Let's go to verse 9. Number two, really, is that we want to seek God's 
favor and not man. We want to seek God's favor and not man. Let's read it. Now, God granted Daniel favor. And literally means loving kindness. Loving kindness is, is covenant love. Loving kindness, grace, mercy, unfailing love, benevolence. God granted that to Daniel and compassion in the sight of the commander of the official. Suppose you have a choice to gain favor from people or to gain favor from God. All of us will say, we want favor from God. I want to say, let's make it really real. Because what we really do is try to gain favor from people. And we'll say God gave us favor, but we do a lot for people to like us. I mean, it's, it's, it's from children, from our childhood on up, we want somebody to like us. And, and our personality sometimes is a type of personality, like my personality, and if you take, if we're talking about DISC test, then my personality is, is more S than it is, I'm not D in, in, anywhere. D is way down there below. In a totem pole, D is like uh, direct. Uh, it's hard for me to be direct. Um, I is like a social butterfly. I'm not a social butterfly. You know, I can I can be nice having a staycation at home and don't see anybody from my family. I'm serious. People think I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm very outgoing, but I'm not. I'm not. I go to the party. I stay right there in my seat. The whole time. Because I'm not, you know, that's, that's the way I am. S is more what I am. And S is like a person who, uh, they're stable. They, like, they don't like change. They like people to um, like them. And I had to face the fact that I want to be like Jesus. Because Jesus is not a D, not an I, not an S, not a C. He's all of them, whenever the need is. And so I have to be direct sometimes. I have to be outgoing sometimes. I have to be like a C that's, that looks things up, or a C type of person. Well, they, 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 they don't want to look everything up. I mean, they, 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 that's how they are. I mean, they, everything is very particular to them. They're not buying anything without them doing research about five weeks on it, okay? A deep person will just buy it, right? They buy it. And so I have, to, I have to watch my personality type. Well, are we really seeking favor? I like people to like me. I really do. And so uh, I try to, if I try to please everybody, I found out that I would end up pleasing nobody because everybody's different, isn't it? And everybody wants you to do certain things. 
don't they? What they like. They want you to do what they like. And so if you want to hang with them, you're going to have to do what they like, they like to do. And that's why teenagers hang with the wrong people sometimes, because they want to be liked. And they do things they shouldn't do sometimes because they want to be liked. But when, after you get older, when, when, when you all wrinkle anyway, nobody, you know, who, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who cares, you know? Who cares? <laughs> I, put, I, I, I have a, um, I was wearing a, a shirt. Uh, and I was going to go to the store, and uh, it's one of those um, corduroy shirts. Uh, last week I was going to the store with a corduroy shirt on. Well, see, it, it, that's a, don't you think it's my hot, hot, <laughs> wear that corduroy shirt? So in the house, um, never like it's cold. And, man, I got to put on my, my sweatsuit, man, my corduroy shirt, man. Uh, I mean, it's cold to me. Minerva is hot, Cam is hot, and I'm cold. And so I said, I'm just running to the store. I don't care if anybody see me with my corduroy shirt on and, and sweatpants on. <laughs> 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 and I'm trying to get to the point where I, I, I'm not trying to please people. It's hard for me, though. The elders will say it's hard for me. What do you want to do? Whatever you want to do. Well, what do you want to do? That, that's our conversation sometimes with another man. Am I talking honest stuff? We got different personalities. All of us have different personalities and, and the different mixtures of the personalities. But we have to get to the point where we're not trying to seek people's favor. What you want is God's favor. We spend a lot of time trying to please somebody else. And we don't spend enough time trying to please Jesus Christ. What does he want? Are we concerned about what he wants to do? No, we're not concerned about what he wants to do. We're concerned about what our friend wants to do. No, we need to be concerned about what he wants to do. Because if we gain, that's what Daniel did, see. Daniel said, that, I'm going to do this right here. How many people do you think went into captivity? There was young, he said, hey, I want you to go get, get the, the royal uh, young people and, and all the ones who got some knowledge, intelligence, they, 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 are, they, they don't have any blemishes and all like that because uh, I want you to uh, work with them, educate them for three years and, and then we're going to put them into the king's service. And so you know it was more than four people. What were the other, other people doing? As far as the king's table is concerned, because you remember uh, week before last I told you that, that we're talking about offering up things before uh, their gods and things like that. And Daniel said, no, 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 no. I, uh, I don't want to eat anything that's been offered to idols. I don't want to do that. Uh, let, let, me, let me talk to this man. See, when God hears that, he said, there's somebody who wants to find favor with me. That's what he's saying. See, I don't care what everybody else is doing. Are you doing what God says to do? If you are doing what God says to do, 
if everybody else is doing something different, that finds favor with God. You say, well, hmm. You're saying that, but how do I know that? Well, if you want to do another scripture, I won't, uh, we won't turn to it. We just quote it. Do you know the scripture that says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is fully committed to him. His eyes run to and fro over the whole earth looking to show himself strong on those whose heart is fully committed to him. That's what he's doing. He's looking to, to, who can I give favor to? So young people don't try to please, you know, uh, other young people, especially girls try to please these fellows. Uh, you know, don't try to please them. They're not about nothing. <laughs> I know because I was about nothing. Right? Until you're born again and you're sold out for God, you're about nothing. The flesh, the world, that's all you're about. Don't try to please them. Don't try to, girls, don't try to please other girls, you know, you know as far as, you know, I, I want to be friends. I mean, I have some girlfriends. I'm, I'm lonely, you know. I don't know how many people have said that. I want a friend. I don't have any friends. Jesus is your friend. Come on. Do you think God will hear it if somebody said, just a young person said, well, you know, you, you, you think about it now. You think about it. Here's a, here's a teenager, Chad. You, you got three of them, right? I uh, said, I don't care about friends as long as Jesus Christ is my friend. I'm not doing anything that they want me to do. I'm not going anywhere that I don't, well, God doesn't want me to go. I don't care about friends. I care about Jesus Christ. You think, you think Jesus will hear that? Absolutely. Do you think he will show some favor? Absolutely. They had to have some favor. You see, because, let me tell you something. Over in verse 17 of Daniel chapter 1, it says, As for these four you, now these four, not the others now, these four, God gave, come on now, God gave them knowledge and intelligence in every branch of literature and wisdom. Daniel even understood all kind of visions and dreams. God gave that to Daniel as favor. Loving kindness. Because he made a stand. You say, well, why didn't Hananiah and, and Azariah and uh, Mishael, why, 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 uh, why, why didn't they have dreams and visions like Daniel? Daniel was the leader. Daniel was the one that comes up with, with me that says that. But Daniel made up his mind, see? Daniel had these, whoo, come on now. Do we have any leaders that want to lead somewhere with God? God gave. Then at the end of the days which the king has specified for presenting them, the commander and of the officials presented them to before Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and out of them all, not one was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's personal service. Oh, my goodness gracious. 
and asked for every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king consulted them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and the conjurers that were in his realm. Come on. That's God. That's God giving favor because they decided, I don't want to eat meat and drink wine that's been offered to idols. I don't want to do that. God, help me to find favor because I want to do your will. I want to do your will. Come on, Daisy. Do we have, you know, young people? Uh, Brian, do we have older ones? You're young, though. You're young. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, do we have older ones? (laughs) Oh, you're younger than I am, so. Do we have people who want, who, who really want The abundant blessing of God. It goes beyond the regular blessings. Come on. Open in the Red Sea. That's a blessing. That's a miracle. Feet don't swell. Blessing. Clothes don't wear out. Blessing. Get water from the rock. Blessing. Right? Manna raining down. Right? Twice a day. Blessings, right? I wonder what would have happened if they really pleased the Lord. They would have gone in. They wouldn't have to spend their 40 years around. Right? God would have done miracles. I mean miracles, more miracles, more miracles. You know, if, 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 my goodness gracious, he can cause a wall to fall down when you're just walking around it. Right? Come on. How much more can he do more things? Do we, do we have anybody who want more? That's two. That was two. <laughs> God is good, isn't it? The first thing to position yourself is to allow the Holy Spirit to purify your heart. Allow him to do that. Number two, seek God's favor, not man's. Now, we're going to have to practice this now. I guarantee you, you're going to have opportunities to use this. I guarantee you. I guarantee you the Holy Spirit said, hey, 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 I want you to get up a little earlier and spend a little time with me. He said, wait a minute. Get behind me, Satan. That's not, that can't be, that can't be God. I'm a night person. I'm not a day, uh, I'm not a morning person. Come on. Then at night, we sit down to open anything and we, we fall asleep. Unless it's doing something we want to do. Something we want to do, our eyes wide open. Right? God says, hey, look, I, I, I want you to, I don't want you to do this right here. I want you to separate yourself and, and I want you to hang with me a little bit. But my friends, uh, wait a minute, oh, no, no. I want you to, yeah, I guarantee you're going to get the opportunity to use it. Guarantee. Guarantee. If you don't, just text me, and I'll give you an opportunity. <laughs> okay, let's stand to feet. God's good, isn't it? We'll continue. We'll position ourselves next week. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, 
or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.